When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday the 10th of November. You're listening to Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk Radio. As well as listening, you can, of course, also watch the show live. Talk Radio is now on your TV. Download the Talk Radio TV app or go to talkradio.tv for details on how to watch. Coming up, Labour have called uh, for an investigation into former Attorney General Sir Geoffrey Cox QC after he appeared to break parliamentary rules by using his Commons office to uh, work for the British Virgin Islands in a corruption case. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Boris Johnson is returning to the COP26 Climate Summit in Glasgow today, urging nations to pull out all the stops to limit global warming. Good luck with that. And uh, all NHS staff working with patients will have to be fully jabbed from April in order to keep their jobs, the Health Secretary announced yesterday. We'll be talking to him later on the show at 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Radio. And good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Uh, lots to talk about this morning. Uh, obviously, COVID uh, very much rearing its uh, head again, but not because there's any more worries about cases. They're still going down, folks. Um, don't seem to see much of this uh, in the rest of the media, but they have been going down now repeatedly, 16, 17 days now, uh, as we're actually seeing cases rise across Western Europe. You never have the comparisons, do you, uh, when we're doing uh, we're doing well uh, and they're doing uh, and they're doing badly. But uh, we will be talking about uh, any. NHS staff and uh, their mandatory COVID vaccines and uh, with the Health Secretary Sajid Javid and other guests today. Also going to be talking with Carl Hennigan of Oxford University about the 75,000 excess deaths uh, in this uh, in the country since the pandemic began. Only 8,800 of those were due to COVID. So what were the rest of those excess deaths due to? Uh, we'll be talking about all of that and of course accusations of Tory sleaze and joining me for all the chat this morning, I'd like to say, is comedian Dave Chawner. And guess what? He's in the studio. Hello. Good morning. I'd forgotten that you had legs and a bottom half and everything. Yeah, and I, I'm not wearing pyjama bottoms. Yes. Which I mean, is very yeah, unusual. It's a pleasure for all of us, <laughs> that, I, I have to say. No, really lovely to see you uh, in, in real 3D life. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that some elements of life are, are, are back to normal. Um, let's talk about the NHS staff and this mandatory COVID vaccines. Uh, by 1st of April, for those who are frontline yeah. staff in the NHS, tomorrow there is a deadline for care home workers. We understand you know actually there were some 80,000 who weren't jabbed now it's down to about 20 30,000 I think um and um their worry is that those people will leave those jobs they can now go work in the NHS <laughs> and 
<laughs> where they're not required to be double jab. Where are you on mandatory jabs? And if there are mandatory jabs, who they should apply to? You see, I, I really struggle with this because I think that uh, obviously you want these people to be protected and you want to like reduce transmission and all of that kind of stuff. But I think it's not necessarily the how, it's the, it's sorry, it's not the when, it's the yeah. how of like, how is this going to be communicated to those people? Because people don't like doing things if you force them yeah. to do it and I think that's what's going to be really interesting is what's the messaging going to be around this is it going to be totalitarian you do this or you're out on your your heel or is it going to be much more softly softly look we all need to do this but but again the, the crucial thing is is whether someone should still have their job or not and I suppose a lot of it depends on the reason why I mean I would I would I genuinely struggle with the idea mm. that somebody who is working with vulnerable people is not taking every single opportunity to make sure that they are the least risk to them possible. And that would include being double jabbed, in my view. Um, the evidence is quite clear. The jab mostly works to protect, you know, when I have my jab, my jab works mainly to protect me yeah. from being hospitalised or, or dying. Realistically, at my age and health level, I've got to, I mean, infinitesimally small chance of that actually happening. If you play the odds, if you actually look at the, the, st the stats. Um, but but nevertheless, you know, I've you know got parents in their seventies and and other people like you know work and things. I want to make sure I, I can do my best to protect. But it's mainly about me. It's mainly for my benefit. There was more of a benefit before we had Delta. Now there's less of a benefit in terms of not trans not catching it and not transmitting it. You're more you know you you're basically you know you you're going to catch it whether you've got the jabs or not, and you're going to be able to transmit it. Mm. It would appear though the evidence is that you're less likely to do both of those by a decent amount of percentage if you're not double jab. So is that a moral argument that you should therefore um, you should therefore have the double jab if you are working with with vulnerable people, elderly people or, or sick people in hospital? I think there's a very strong case to be made for it. And, and I, the problem is, though, that I think the people that aren't getting it presumably aren't getting it for, I don't know, a number of reasons, but health reasons. And the, the, the reason... You, oh, you have health reasons, you've got an exemption. You can... Well, why, why aren't these people doing it? This well, is this, what I well, want to know. Well, this is it. Have people just not got round to it? Do they just think, well, COVID's not a threat? Do they think that, that well, I've, I've had COVID and therefore I don't need it? No, I'm sorry. That, given given an Israeli study uh, that suggested your, your immunity may be 20, up, up to 27 times better um, from having, having had COVID than having had the jab, then they might have a decent argument. But, you know, I've spoken to a lot of experts. I'm, I'm hearing different things from different very eminent scientists and medics on this. Um, but for me, the issue is... I'd like them all to be double jabbed. I feel very uncomfortable about any mandated jabs mm. simply because of the issue of slippery slope. And it seems to me that that slippery slope has been very slippery in the last 19 months. And everything that I've said, well, that seems reasonable. That We've seen that, mm. you know, like, oh, why, don't, oh, why don't we all just wear masks in shops to reassure those people who are just a bit anxious about coming out? Yeah, well, you know, in 20 years time when you're still wearing a mask, people, Seriously, look back and wonder. But I mean, this is this is the thing. Is it is that worry that like look look in Wales yesterday? The Welsh Senate yesterday voted to extend vaccine passports just for nightclubs, weren't they? They were just for nightclubs. It's just nightclubs. They're not safe. We keep being told just for nightclubs and big venues, sporting venues, big music. I mean, loads of people together. That makes sense. And and a lot of people who were you know pretty much able to go about their normal lives now and say yeah yeah. Well, yesterday it was extended to the cinema, to theatres, and to concert halls. What's next? It's the slippery slope that really scares people now. 
Yeah, but I think with that slippery slope, I mean, the, the one that, that genuinely worries me, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen Singapore? If you don't get a vaccine, then you have to pay for your own medical care. And I think yeah. that's the slippery slope that I'm kind of more worried about. I, I mean, to be fair, in Singapore, I mean, you know, if you if you put, you know, drop, drop chewing gum on the street, you get shot or something. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's I mean, to be fair, having been to Singapore, in fact, just at the beginning of COVID, I mean, we were surrounded by COVID. Um, and genuinely, I mean, that is a clean city. I mean, yeah, yeah. zero tolerance on litter definitely works. <laughs> I think we could be should we bring that in here? Like, you know, the, mean, the chewing gum thing. That really chewing, annoys genuinely, me. Genuinely, I would have the death penalty for people who drop chewing gum on, oh, and cigarette butts on the street. I would have the death penalty for that. And while we're talking about this, why I've still seen after COVID as well, people spitting in the street. Yeah, I re- I've always hated just, that. Just, it's just it's genuinely, I mean, I'm sorry. What is going on? No. Also, how... Why does your body not work properly? Do you feel the need to spit in the street? Never understood that. If you're an elite athlete, fine. But if you're wandering down Peckham High Street, don't do that. Yeah. I've never understood yeah, that. Totally, totally. Should we get back to the job? Yes. Do you think it is the slippery slope though that's the issue? I, I think I think for a lot of people it does. But I'm I'm heartened by the fact that this government doesn't seem to uh, know what it's doing. So I actually don't think that there is some grand plan for them to take over control because yeah. they don't seem to be able to control their own MPs, let alone the rest of the country. So I I. Don't I don't think it's conspiratorial, but my biggest problem with this is that I think a lot of people that are hesitant to get the vaccine will sort of say, I'm being forced into this. Yeah. Why? What do and they that, know? Yeah, and that's the key thing. You undermine trust. Yeah, we spoke to a member of the JCVI, the body that advises on vaccines, and he was saying that actually, you know, he's very uncomfortable with mandating mm. it, it. It breaks a lot of the, the bonds of trust yeah. between healthcare workers and, uh, uh, and, and their patients as well. Um, let's also talk about the sleaze issues. So Jeffrey Cox has been very much in the news. Um, I've said I'm a very big fan of Geoffrey Cox. He's a former Attorney General, keen Brexiteer, um, a fine mind. He is one of the apparently one of the finest legal minds in the country, and he's an MP. Um, most of his money. I mean, frankly, I think his MP salary of eighty-one grand is. is <laughs> it, I mean, it's basically it's basically his pid money. It, that's his delivery takeaway money, as far as I can that's... gather. That it's just a it's a drop in the ocean of what he has. So he uh, over lockdown, he earned like about a million pounds from British Virgin Islands. Uh, a lot of time he was actually working in the British Virgin Islands and zooming in his votes I mean well played I say um, um, but uh, there's, a, there's now an issue of whether or not he did break parliamentary rules um, because he there's, a, there's an image of him on a zoom where he appears to be in his commons office now you can't use your commons notepaper you can't use your commons office if you want to make money in your part time that's mm. fine but you can't use any of the facilities of parliament um, do you think this is a genuine concern about people not doing their job properly or a genuine concern about corruption um, or, or, or is this actually just basically people being very jealous of someone who can earn a million pounds a year working in paradise? I, well, from that question, I know which way you want me to lean. But I kind of think if you're going to do a job, do it well. Why? why well, I mean, I, I mean, one of us should start uh, at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's what my agent says as well. But I haven't taken that. But, but an MP, if you're an MP and you can you can do other work, I'm like, why is a full time job not enough? How can you be prime minister or foreign secretary or home secretary or any other job if you if if, if being an MP is a full time job? How can you also be a government minister? <laughs> Well, ah, yeah, but, but I think it's in the same building. I mean, it's like I, I just think that, like, yeah, okay, that that's, that's a very fair point. And to be honest, I don't know enough about the political system mm. there. But it's not that, is it? It's a completely different job. Yeah. 
And, and, and I know he's working... And it's not on... part of the parliamentary side yeah. of things. I mean, the argument from one of my guests yesterday on this was that, you know, the, that that's the parliamentary system, but also it should be up to the voters. Apparently, you know, his constituency, it's a very strong Tory constituency. You could probably put a rosette on the donkey yeah. and it would win. But nevertheless, apparently people think he's a good constituency MP, gets the job done, whether he just hires people. I mean, you know, when, you, when you've got casework that you need done, mm. right, your constituency MP, you, you know, he's not sitting there doing all... He's got staff to do that. Presumably he gets staff to do it. So... It's up. It should it be up to the voters to decide. As long as, as long as rules aren't being broken, is it, should it be up to the voters to say whether they want an MP who's full time or, or not full time? Well, I do hope that people bear this in mind next time they vote, because my real question is: if he doesn't need to be there, does he need? Do we need that job? If the, if the MP doesn't need to yeah. be sitting there and doing stuff, what's the point in the job? You yeah. never have that in any other work. No, there is that. There is that. To be fair, um, let's also talk about cop. Sorry, oh, I woke up again then. <laughs> COP26, it's still going. We're now in week 47,000 of COP26. Um, and um, I still just keep turning on BBC and Sky. Just mm. like, get, you know, I like to spread my news input. I've read lots of newspapers, lots of different radio stations and, and TV stations. I like to spread my, my news input. Uh, and I, I click on, no, talking about climate change next. Oh, no, talking about, just turn it off again. I'll watch something on Netflix um, about climate change. Um, but the Prime Minister's back to Glasgow today um, saying that uh, basically, you know, everyone's got to come together to, uh, to do something. We know that all of the deals at COP26, mm. these summits, they're done in advance. We've had those big announcements, haven't we? Nicola Sturgeon yesterday, I mean, laughably saying that climate change was a feminist issue. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I, I, I mean, my husband and I, he likes things, he likes the temperature of the centre eating much colder than me. <laughs> so I, it seems to me climate change is really good for women. If we global warming, yeah. brilliant. Nice 23 degrees everywhere. I, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind. And also, like, the, the the arguments always come out like if, if we go up by two degrees and we'll lose Norwich. And I'm mm. kind of like, you know, I, I can live with that. I um, Please, if you're living in Norwich, address your complaints oh, to Mr. Do. Dave Chawner. Thank you very much. I, I To be honest, with COP, I've, I've only been catching the highlights uh, and like the people that have been headlining the pyramid stage. Because, I mean, that's what it is. It is, just, <laughs> it is just the Glastonbury of climate change. That's all it is. Can I just say, though, does it not, when there's getting hit, here we are, a complete, all this footage. Does it not look like the worst yeah. place ever in the world to be? Uh, I mean, it's one of the circles of hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand how how it's gone on so long and how people have stayed there so long as well. I, I mean, know. Boris rode round on a bike and that seems to be the highlight for a lot of uh, people. Absolutely. That, that's it. That's all there is. <laughs> Can we talk about another story, which I think is very important? Um, this is actually leading a lot of websites this morning. A terminally ill man. Uh, Daryl Meekom, I mean, he has so many different uh, illnesses, and he, you know, he's he's got a bucket list of things he wanted to do before he died. One of them was mooning at a speed camera. <laughs> he got arrested. Six police turned up, wrestled him to the ground, and arrested him. I mean, is it? Have I? I'm, is it illegal to moon a speed camera? I don't know, but the big question on this is maybe that was another thing on his bucket list. Getting pinned down by six Cause, men. Because <laughs> that is on my bucket list. I would like to spend one night in the cells just to see what it's like. I oh, no. I th- no, no, my own cell. Like, not a proper prison. I'm kind I mean, of like yeah, to I mean, do would, the I mean, Disney. no offence, you would last like, <laughs> I mean... I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd never be able to wash. What, you'd with never all these rippling muscles? I, I'd be able to hold my own. I'm a, a black belt. I mean, yeah, good, yeah, good luck with that. Uh, yeah, I'll put it this way. Uh, I don't think your name would be Dave within a week. Put it that way. Dave Shorter. It isn't in my own house. <laughs> the Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.
If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.